Welcome to Dead Man's Party. Nostalgic reviews from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. With your hosts, Chris, Alex, and Christian. Who could ask for more? Don't run away. It's only them. It's Dead Man's Party. We still got our spotlight on the Rocky movies. This is Rocky IV, 1985. Director Sylvester Stallone. Starring Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, Bridget Nielsen, Tony Burton, and Dolph Lundgren. Rocky IV, my name is Al, and I am with Chris. What's up? Yasimia! What? <laughs> you only podcast for yourself? Dude, what about these people? What's up, bro? <laughs> Christian, what are, you, what are you up to? Oh, man. I can't wait to talk about this one because I've alluded to it when we first started recording. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about Rocky Four. Yeah. Yeah, th- this – I've figuratively been waiting to talk about this my whole life. I mean, I, I've <laughs> – right? I mean, I've been watching this since I was five – this is the, I will say, the most, the, I would say that this is the most rewatchable Rocky there is, right? I, nope. Well, I agree. I agree. And this is my, this is my favorite. I'm going to, I'm just going to spoil it right now. I know it's not the best made movie. I know Rocky one is the best made one. And this is what I call, this is like, it's exactly everything that Stallone's argued about by making the director's cut version, which hopefully we'll talk about, but I'm saying this is everything that I love. What, it, what he hates is the fact that he trimmed the fat, like for the film and for his actual image of Rocky in this movie. I mean, he's the most lean and everything. You said it last show that Rocky Three was like like the, the pivotal '80s movie. I, I say no, this is it. This is like the greatest American film ever made in a sense. It's so machismo, and I love every second of it. And I can't wait to. Talk about it. And fuck Chris by, before he gets to say anything. Yeah, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, I, you know, when, when, when the Rocky movies come up in conversation, 99% of the time, this is the one that people jump to. And I get it. I totally get it. It's, it's got everything. This, this, is, this is the epitome of an 80s action, even though it's not a quote-unquote action movie like Predator or something like that. It really is at its heart. This is like the bombastic, colorful, musical, explosive pinnacle of 80s testosterone movies, in my opinion. Would you guys go as far as to say Rocky Three? it teeters on bad 80s because it's the 80s that didn't age that well, like with the short shorts and like the the hugs and the beach and stuff. And, the crew tops. <laughs> yeah. Like, do, do you think... <clears throat> This is the pinnacle because it's cool even now. Like, 
this aged way better than maybe Rocky three in some no, ways. I, I, I don't really look at it that way. I just think, I think three and four are very similar in tone. Uh, as far as like, you know, part three's got the wrestling match. Then the, the two fights with Clubber Lang and the montages, this one, even though it's only got the one fight at the end, it's also got the Apollo fight with Drago training montages. The only difference is in my opinion, this has the, USA versus Russia angle to it, which back then was a huge deal. So I think that's why this movie really sucked people in at that time because of that whole, you know, Soviet Union thing. Like and people now. just flock. Well, that's We're true. Right back to where we started. Yeah. We're funding the war against the Soviet people Union. People just flocked to this movie, it seemed <laughs> like, because of the time period that it came out. He jumped on that angle. Again, I've watched documentaries that he's argued that he's trimmed the drama drama out of this, which is what I like. Don't get me wrong. We've got (laughs) that in one, two and three. He 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 gives you snippets of it, but he just wants to get to the next fight. The next montage sequence, the the, the hearts on fire. No easy way out. Like, I mean, he's bam, bam, bam. Like, there's no dead spots in this movie. And if he felt like there was going to be a dead spot, he quickly got out of the scene, which is exactly (laughs) why some people hate this one because they want that but it's like well we've had it three times before do they We're really I've, I've i've never heard i've never heard someone say they hate this movie well the haters that's what they go to oh okay yeah. maybe hate is a strong word but Criticism. don't like it in the same realm as one two and three because yeah. of this which yeah again maybe because when i was younger and older i'll still sleep to this day my my attention it depends on the film Sometimes I have absolutely no problem with a long film and, and, and will not complain. And then sometimes it can be an hour and a half and I'm like, this thing is dragging on. And for the, whatever reason, he just took what you was normally a two hour movie, went down to an hour and 40, 45 minutes for part three. This is like an hour and a half in out done, I think, including inclusive of opening in, and closing in, credits, including credits. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it was just everything at that time. And I, did, I think that's the thing. Like that last act is the fight. And like it, so it delivers on everything you want from a boxing Rocky movie. Yeah, and again, keeping the um, well, it's interesting. Rocky three had two Clubber Lang fights and a montage of ten fights, and it had the wrestling match. Right, right. Like yeah. that is it's, and it's interesting that you call this the quintessential eighties. It's it's weird why you choose to say that or why everybody chooses to see it that way. Is it just the high-octane steroids, monsters, machines, fighters, and all that? Or could you argue the third one is more 80s? Because as Hulk Hogan, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with what you said about that now and when we were talking about Rocky Three. For some reason, though, in my mind and the way that I've always thought it and argued it was that this one, like, encapsulates the 80s. For me, and maybe it's because of that the Russia factor yeah. as well. That's what I so, think differentiates it is the whole USA versus Russia thing. You're yeah. you're completely right about part three. As far as the way the movies are structured and stuff, they're very very similar. But it's just that whole angle just like just blasts you into the mid '80s right there. And this is edited more like an '80s movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. And and that's what I was just about to say. You probably ask like producers or fan, whatever it may be at the back of the day, what worked in part three, 
Well, the montage is the fact that there was more fights. Okay, let's redo that and let's strip out the drama. Like, let's just <laughs> strip it down to the, the core essential of what people want to see, uh, right. whether right or wrong. I mean, cri- critic-wise, I think this got blasted. But who cares what critics think? Because obviously it was a big hit. I saw this in the theater and I remember cheering and thinking, yeah, they're showing all this high tech stuff with the way that Drago trains and whatnot. But, you know, you've got Rocky out in the elements. And I go, that's better. That's better. Like he sold me on that. Like, you know, lifting logs and splitting wood and and, and whatnot and and, and lifting uh, Tony and Adrian and Polly. In a big, in big carriage or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wheelbarrow, and doing doing sit ups like fifteen feet in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, like I I can totally see like I, Christian. I'm in the same boat as you. Back when I I saw this movie in the theater when I was about a month shy from turning ten years old, my dad took me to see it. Uh, shout out Terry Taylor, his birthday today. Anyway, so I remember being in the theater, nine years old. And during the end fight, when Rocky, you know, lands that punch, he's cut, he's cut, the Russians cut. There were there were there were there were people in the theater that jumped up like it was a real fight. I will never forget that. Like it was yeah. extremely real. And when you're a kid, that's the stuff that sucks you in. But as I've gotten it's just like Rambo. Rambo two compared to First Blood is like comparing Rocky Four to the first two Rocky movies as far as tone and stuff. When I was sure. a kid, when I was a kid, Rambo 2 is the one that I always went to because of the more action, explosions, all that shit. But as I got older, I really started to appreciate the character and the drama of First Blood. Of Rambo just, 3. Yeah. Just like I did with, yeah, fuck Rambo 3. <laughs> just like I did with, <laughs> you know, as I got older, Rocky 1 and 2 just became better and better and better. Not that I don't like four any less than I did. I just really came to appreciate the less bombastic tone of those older ones. And let's just talk about, I love how you brought up that. He's got that oh. moment. You could feel it. I, I could I could remember the my feelings in my body when he, and, and this happens every time I watch. There's, I mean, oh, I just watched yeah. it like a month ago. I felt that. So let's just say it was done perfectly. The angle and the he's cut. The guy saying he's cut and the right. sounds and the visuals. And then when Drago looks at his hand or whatever he did, like all amazing. And let's let's not forget this is not a new thing. He literally brought it back to Rocky One when he knocked out Creed with one punch, and the the whole bar was cheering and right. everybody was like, whoa, like. That that was the same feeling you got. Mm-hmm. He actually recaptured it in a movie that feels nothing like that. Like he still did the right filmmaking, like amazing. So the the third one, the big thing was now we gotta have higher stakes. Now we're gonna have death. So Mickey is dead. So we all you know we discussed that. And now what do you guys feel that you know where else can you go with Apollo? So it. It's weird. Like, no matter how people could criticize these movies, they all do make sense, don't they? Like, they really do go through, like, even Rocky becoming civilized, all this, all that, you know. Uh, what happens after part one? And, and there's nothing to do anymore, but now this guy wants a rematch, so that makes sense. So now we get to, where do you go with Apollo at this point? He fought Rocky, he fought him again, he trained Rocky. Well, he, now he's five years older, and, and he's irrelevant, and now you got this guy coming in, he's like, man... Even though they announce on the news he wants to have a fight with Rocky, he wins with your champion. 
Yeah, that that's good rock, but but I want to fight him. First. Yeah. <laughs> In an exhibition match. <laughs> right. Oh, it's don't mean nothing, man. It's a, don't mean nothing. It's just you against them. And like all his speeches about if the if there's not a war to fight, the war it might as well be dead, Stallion. And that almost makes you wonder if that's why he said don't throw in that towel no matter what. Like, does he think if if I'm not doing this and I die anyway, that's better than not doing it? Yeah, because he I, he it's almost like he felt like he wasn't living anymore. He missed he missed that the, the attention, the attention, the competition. And it's like, fuck it. If if I'm going to die, I'm going to die doing what I was put here to do it's, in battle. It, exactly. Yes. Strange, though. That you're giving up your life for this ideal, right? Like, yeah. he clearly had to know he wasn't going to win this, right? I mean, after that first round, what could Apollo possibly be thinking? Oh, well, yeah. After the first round, he knew he was fucking done, bro. But he, he, it was like, it was just, it's his pride. He didn't want his, his pride fucked with. At that point, he had to finish it. And they have that moment when Rocky picks up the towel and, and he's like, no, like, or whatever, because he's going to throw, throw the damn towel. Yeah, you hear that no. You hear like, no. Right. And that must have been, because they didn't make it clear. That must have been him looking at Rocky with the towel on his hand. How would, you should be seeing stars though, right? (laughs) (laughs) They emphasize, they emphasize the no more in the director's cut, but we'll get to that later. He offs Apollo. Nothing happens. You know, he's just like, if he dies, he dies. A lot of great quotes in this movie. So how do you guys feel that that's Rocky's motivation to now fight again? Well, it makes sense because they, he needed something to do. Uh, there had to be a, a a way to get him there, and I guess that was it. Like we, we've been playing around with this. I'm retired. I'm not retired. I'm I'm done. I'm not done. So Apollo getting killed. He's like, yeah, I'm a fighter. I've got to I've got to go one more time. I got to fight, Adrian. I'm a fighter. That's what you married. And I told you in the last when we did part part two, which he's standing on the stairwell. And again, they, they they recreate that sequence here. In fact, I love that they take it one step further, that you see her standing there, and he leaves, and then we kick into There's No Easy Way Out. When, I, I love that song. It's it's machismo, but I love it. And I love the, the montage that he edited it to uh, with the, the strobe flashes of Drago and everything. Yep. And then they sh- cut to that one shot. I, you know, Stallone, it's just a bunch of Stallone. Like, it looked like he just went out by himself with the camera. And I like, was like, look this way, look that way, look up, look over here, like pontificate <laughs> and whatever. And then they, and then you would just insert shit from whether it be an older movie, whether it be flash strobe shots of, um, of, of uh, Drago, or whether it was the fight that we just saw, or that one shot that I, I've been dancing around, Adrian just turning and walking away from the staircase. I love that shot. Just insert it there. He didn't see that happen. It's just like he's imagining or, or like we we know that that probably is what happened. But I just love that little insert of that. Yeah, and I love that during that whole montage, he's not only thinking of Drago. He's thinking of Drago, Apollo, and Adrian. Yeah. Which really gives it that that thing that it's it's missing otherwise with the trimming, right? It's giving it the drama. Like having Adrian's little clips in there bring it back to it's not just some steroid two guys in a ring, you know, like, like it actually brings it a little it grounds it a little bit to where, oh, no, it's still Rocky. It's still this whole thing. It's still, you know, but it's just this version of it. 
Um, so how do you guys feel about how they portrayed Drago as basically like the Terminator, like the perfect hair, perfect body, perfect face, tall guy. Uh, he doesn't speak. Everyone speaks for him. Everything he does is like on machines, like none of it's humanistic at all. Like you're supposed to be like an android or a robot in a sense. Yeah. Which is why I wondered if that's, again, like why have him as a, portrayed as a robot and physically have a robot in the movie as well. <laughs> I, I, I was always like, were they trying to draw parallels there or whatever? Like you got Polly a robot, which I was always dumb. But as a kid, let's face it. We all wanted that fucking robot. We all wanted it. Oh, <laughs> dude. I, I honestly can't believe those things aren't a legit thing by now. I mean, that movie came out 39 years ago. Right. We still don't see anybody with one. How the fuck does every it's household creepy. not have one of those? It's creepy. <laughs> I love how he changes the voice. I love everything. But I get it. Like, there are, there are scenes that are completely done away with in his new version. But, like, when he talks to Apollo and he's walking around, he's like, oh, what am I doing? I'm just what getting dizzy. Get yeah, and whatever. Like, <laughs> there's, there's a lot more forced comedy, even more so than part three. You can see it build. From one to two to three to four, it's like it got it got lean, it got trimmer, it got shorter, and it got a little bit funnier. And on top of it, you you started having recycled shit. Like, okay, Mick died in part three. Oh, how do you up the ante? Well, you can't up the ante from death. So, like, maybe it'll be Apollo dying in the ring. That's the only way we can do it. And then we have a funeral scene again. So the 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 drama is kind of recycled, but it never bothered me. It doesn't bother no, me now. It, it never bothered still, me as a kid. It still completely works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it all works. It's all still perfect, which is, it's a weird thing. And, and well, I, I'll save it for the director cut talk. But, okay, so let's just stay in the movie then. Um, so you got the scene with his his son. Now, this son stuff, it and it gets even weirder in the next movie because, and I'm only talking timelines here, like the kid's born, right, in part two, and then he's whatever age in three. So you got to imagine Rocky fought 10 fights. What do you fight a year? You know, what do you, what does a normal guy fight a year? How many fights? I'm really glad you brought that up because <laughs> now back, back then people did fight more often, but it wasn't like 10 times a year. Like back then the heavyweight champion of the world would probably fight three times, sometimes four. Oh, wow. Yeah. What does make their kid age more? Does yeah, it? What, what, what is the? <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. Does your kid get older every time you get in the ring? What is the fucking time frame supposed to be from the end of part three until he? Because the kid goes from being what is he in part three? Like six? Yeah, yeah. To being like what ten at least in this one? <laughs> yeah. Jump four and years. Rocky, yeah. Rocky, Rocky has no fights in between there, and he's still the champion. He hasn't retired. <laughs> And the kid's wearing contacts now. He ditched those glasses. He didn't want to look like a nerd. <laughs> That's why I don't have mine on. I, I took it off for this show. I'm not going to let you guys see me like this. Christian don't care, but I can't let you see me like this. <laughs> but yeah, like the kid's totally different. Um, yeah, that's the weird thing. As amazing and great as these Rocky movies are in almost perfection, the one weird flaw is the timeline and the child. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it should still be a baby, I think, right? Like, <laughs> one or two. <laughs> like, it's just really weird. I guess you could argue a little bit, but you're right. He's born in part two. So we did, did, did six years go up between, like, part two and three? I didn't think so, but maybe. 
And then, and then not not to jump ahead, but in part five, he's like 14, and part yeah. five is supposed to take place immediately after this movie. Yeah. What the- like he gets all he goes on the plane to Russia, he's 10, he comes back, he's 15, and he's smoking. Like, what the fuck? Like, what's must, happening here? Must have gone through like a black hole or something like that. <laughs> he broke like the speed barrier or something, and he went to like, remember that Twilight Zone episode where they, they do that and they, they went to, like, the those Jurassic times? Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, so, you know, they portray this guy as a machine, a robot. He's even better than Clubber Lang in that sense. Clubber Lang was some, you know, wrecker and all that stuff, but he is no machine. You, you can't top machine. And Terminator just came out last year. 1984 there's 85 so that's that's the thing now and and this movie i'll tell you as a kid i don't even know how people feel these days but you know you're all tainted by so much these kids now but as a kid when i was five to ten or whatever i i really looked at like drago like wow like this guy really like rocky how is he ever gonna beat this guy like it seems impossible he just killed apollo yeah he comes up to his pecs (laughs) <laughs> right, Rocky, right. He's so small. Yeah. Like, I just don't even understand. Now, again, you being a real boxing fan, could Rocky... The guy even says, it is physically impossible for the... You know, the guy from Halloween 4. Yeah. He goes, yeah. Is it, it's physically impossible for this little man to win. <laughs> now, could he have won? Has there ever been a case where someone who's five foot four, a hundred... <laughs> That's that's Christian's height. Yeah. Oh, you son of a bitch. Could ever be a guy like Ivan Drago. Even the reach, you couldn't get to him, right? Or could you? you Alex, you obviously are very familiar with Mike Tyson in his career. Right. He he was listed at 5'11 and a half, but most people say he was no taller than 5'10. And his reach, he was very short. It was 71 inches, which is not long. But he... He, now, he did always have trouble with taller, longer fighters, but he still beat their ass. Um, so it, it's not unheard of. But, you know, it, in real life, Stallone is like 5'8 and weighs, I think back then I've, I've seen him quoted as he weighed like 160 or 165 pounds in that movie. And Ivan Drago probably weighed, I don't know, 240 or something. So that, that'd be like in, in the real world, a middleweight fighting a very large heavyweight which does not happen there's weight there's weight classes for a reason but once you hit 200 pounds in the real world of boxing you're considered a heavyweight so you can weigh 201 pounds and fight someone that weighs 300 and it's considered a quote-unquote fair fight Hmm. uh how do you guys feel okay so let's talk about the big thing about the movie montage right i mean it's it just hits you with one, like Christian said. The editing is kind of perfect in that sense. Like it, it gives the and it's weird because it's the generation that did have an attention span, but at the same time, it's almost edited as if we don't. Yeah. Like it's almost like Stallone going, "Oh no, no, these kids don't want to hear this crap. Come on, let's get another you know yeah. training scene." You know, it's almost like we have five seconds with Adrian who flies to Russia to to meet up with this guy to show support, and it's like, "Okay, you did that good. Another training scene." Yeah. Um, it's, it's true. It's, it was kind of like part two, where you had the training scene, then you had that little tender moment with him holding his son, and then smack dag right into the next training moment. And then this one's amped up to 11. You got the spinal tap 11 there because you've got that training montage, 
Adrian comes. That that's what he needed. He needed her support. They embrace, and then boom, hearts on fire. Wow, and, that's a great uh, point, man. It's structured oh. just like Rocky too on that training part with the little little blurb in the middle there. That's a great point. Yeah. So there you go. So it's maybe it's not as far away as we think in some ways. But of course, it would have never had Rocky getting a job, Rocky getting fired, Rocky, <laughs> you know, doing all this stuff. It wouldn't have had all that. Rocky getting married, Rocky hanging out at the zoo. That would never. I can't believe we heard Paulie listening to the Chipmunks Christmas tape like that. I can't believe you guys made room for this. Wow, thanks. It gave Paulie a moment, I guess. Cooking a marshmallow in a goddamn candle. <laughs> right, right. And then you got, like, Duke's speech. How about that, though? Tell me every single thing about this movie did not, like, amp you up. Like, Duke's thing, he's like, Oh, dude. Uh, you're you're going to go through hell. Do it. Do it. And then that, that music when he shows yeah. the newspaper clipping a Drago. And then the fucking amazing moment when he's training and now he's a monster. And he just comes up and crumbles that picture. Because now... That that shows that Drago's no longer this thing that you look at in awe. Now he's just like a fucking piece of garbage to Rocky. And, oh, Stallone, and Stallone's got the beard. Oh, give me bearded Stallone any day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, could he fight with the beard? I, I or no. is that no? You're not allowed to. Right? So anyway, the uh, soundtrack. I had this on tape, and I played the shit out of it endlessly. I played Same it. Here. Oh, I would sing hearts. I can't sing hearts on fire. Strong desire, no easy way out. My parents probably wanted to kick me out of the house. It was just <laughs> you know how many reaching. times I drove around at night playing No Way Out. I am a loser, dude. Like I was playing this, trying to have these, and I'm like, God, my life's so boring. There's nothing to think of. <laughs> I, I will say, as much as I love those songs, they are amazing songs. When it comes to the training montages, I prefer the old school Rocky music playing during the training montages. Nah, versus, not me, versus, man. Oh, it's not even close for me. I'm over those. I I like the new stuff, man. <laughs> No. I'm with Alex. Not me. Yeah, the new stuff kicks in. Tra- like, give, me, give me that oh, fucking score from those first Training two, Montage, man. Hearts of Darkness, even Hearts War. of Darkness? What War. movie are you on? I mean, Hearts of Fire. <laughs> and Alex Cooper movie. Before the horror cut? Welcome to Rocky's Nightmare. <laughs> but they, I love I love how they lampoon it like everything in America is over. Like they, they poke, they turn the camera on themselves in the sense like what they live in in America, just the the excess, like everything's crazy there. It's a big show. And Drago's just kind of looking around like, where am I here? I'm here oh, to that, fight. That, scene, that scene's incredible. And, and and like Apollo's just wasting his energy with the showboating aspect of it and, and, and the promotion. And then when it comes down to fighting and when it comes down to business, you know, Drago's there to win. And I love how he's like, you know, he's he's kind of just not doing anything. He's going around the ring, going around the ring, going around the ring. And then the trainer just yells, you guys remember these lines better than I do. Because you're yelling them up right and center. He yells whatever he does, like, go, go ahead if you know it. And then... Who, the trainer? Yeah. Yes, sir! Boom! fucking unloads on him. Yeah. And then, yeah, Drago just pummels. Uh, pummels him. That, that, that's what I love about Drago. He doesn't even throw a jab in that fight. Everything is with 100% power trying to kill Apollo. That's not even as as comical as, remember, we were laughing at Clubber Lang for not doing oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
but when Drago, because Clubber Lang not doing it, comes off as more like he doesn't know what he's doing and yeah, he only his, knows that throw. Clubber is swinging his punches just like <laughs> roundhouses, like just everything he's got. Drago actually knows how to throw a punch straight forward. He's 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 much more technically sound in the sport of boxing than Clubber Lang was. And let's not forget, like we, we, because we're all over, we're jumping all over, which is great. I love doing this, but this starts just like all the other ones. So you've got the consistency from it picking up with the end of part three fight. Uh, well, actually, it starts with the two, the the oh, America dude. versus Russia boxing gloves coming, amazing, amazing, going to, going at each other and exploding. Yeah, and then Rocky Four's on there, and then we cut to the open the fight at the end. A part three, and then that favor that is at the end of part three, where, where <clears throat> Apollo and Rocky get into the ring, and you've got the Rocky Four in the back. That the, they they they, they copy the same formula that they've used. The reason I bring that up is because although he makes his director's cut, the director's cut foregoes all of that. Wow! It does something totally different, which is funny because we've established that this follows the consistency a little bit better. Uh, and that, that's why I wanted to bring that up because I know we said we might touch upon the director's cut after. Oh, we will. I, I love the part when Apollo and Drago get rid of, you know, they come to the center of the ring and Creed's like standing up on his tiptoes, clowning around. And he goes, put your hands up, man. It's time to go to school. And then you will lose. Yeah. And it's like, and you see the look on Apollo's face like, oh, fuck. This guy's not fucking around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Creed has the the worst. He's he's like Rocky in Rocky Three, going against Clubber Lang the first time. I mean, it wasn't as bad. He just he's kissing girls. He's posing for pictures, and he's just not taking it seriously. And Clubber's doing like we said, pull ups of ropes in his hands and stuff. Um, and and Apollo is dancing with like one of the worst human beings to ever live before he's doing this fight. And- I'm sorry, James Brown is a horrible human being. Let's just get that out there. If you guys don't know, look him up a little bit. Yeah, I've heard some shit. Uh, he is so abusive, it's scary. That's still a great but, scene, though. But no, it's still, it's still, it's Americana still, yeah, right? absolutely. Christian wouldn't know anything about that. Oh, it's got, that culture's been shoved down my throat left, right, and center. <laughs> In your neighbor to the north, that's it. I lived and breathed Americana. Anyway... But yeah, I agree. That, that seems great. I love how many names, nicknames Creed has. Yeah. Like, and he's like, "Are you done yet?" Yeah. Dancing Destroyer. Yeah. The Count of the, Monte the, Fisto. Miss, yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> um, and then, how about the contrast when Rocky goes to? How about that? Think of this. Let, we're, let's not forget the big picture here. <clears throat> this guy comes into America, kills Apollo, who's dressed up in American flag, kills Apollo, Rocky's best friend ever that he'll ever have. Then the stipulation is you got to come to Russia, train here while we watch every move you make, then fight on our turf completely alone, void of anybody but the f- five people in your corner. Like, that is a lot. That it, It's almost overlooked. It's almost like, well, it's just a movie. It's just part of what they did. But in reality, those circumstances are a big deal. And let's not forget... The robot gets to babysit the son. <laughs> <laughs> Did you charge the robot? I'll be gone for like three months, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like what? How long was he training? I'd love to know. Were they, was he training for three months? Was that ever established? A, nor- a normal training camp is eight to 12 weeks. So it could have been two to three months. Holy. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. They yeah. they definitely don't give you that aspect of time. They no, just said, no, no. Where, where's the fight going to be? It's on, on Christmas. Where? In Russia. Are you nuts? And then, <laughs> and then that's it. And then, then, then we cut pretty much to that... Uh, there's another dramatic sequence, and then they're in Russia. What do they eat? Where's the kitchen? Where's the food? Where's the stand? Like, who's getting the food? Where's the supermarket? What are they doing it for that? It looks like they've got a chessboard, a fireplace, <laughs> and a lot of snow. And yeah. snow, yeah. They're going to eat snow and, and uh, no, eat marshmallows and drink the snow when it melts. Like, that's it. <laughs> what are they doing there? Like, this is so unrealistic, right? <laughs> oh, my God. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you, you want to know though how naive I was, like as a kid. Now even I'll even say now, but like more so as a kid, I thought every scene. I'm like, well, why would they fake it? Like I assumed when you see Rocky working out, doing those push-ups, sit-ups, whatever, maybe running up the hill, I just assumed that was Stallone. Like <laughs> as a kid, I just assumed, oh yeah, of course it is. Why wouldn't it be him? Like because it's fucking crazy. That's why it wouldn't be him. That's a stunt man. The mountain one's a stuntman for sure. Is it? I've never, I've never even thought about that before. Is it confirmed that that was not him? It, oh, it, I think there's scenes where he's doing those push-ups. You yeah. can't see his face or the sit-ups. The sit-ups. The one where he's his his shoulders are on the bottom and his legs are in the air. Yeah, that is not him. It's not oh, him. Oh wow, I, you, I didn't you know that. See, you could see him hide his face that way. And I, and, I and as I was figured... watching the training montage for this show again, I'm like, wow. That's why I said even out to this day, I assumed all the mountain stuff was like that, but I actually believed it was Stallone. Like, I just assumed, oh, yeah, he's, he's cut. Why wouldn't I, he? I, I never thought otherwise, because yeah. Stallone, Stallone is such an egomaniac, you know, not in a bad way, but, you know, well, he's fucking Sylvester Stallone. I didn't even think that was a possibility. Well, that's, that's a perfect point to bring up. Because it sums up this movie and his take on this movie looking back. So I think yeah. when you, we talk about the director's cut, that's what his big problem is. But I don't think he wanted to word it that way. Is his ego was here. He's like, fuck this. Everybody wants to see me. They want to see Rocky. And they want to see Rocky do what he wants to do. And as he got older, he says, what the fuck was I thinking? I trimmed out all the drama and I made it all about me. And, I, I, and now I'm going to try to bring this back to something that it should have maybe been closer to. But... Whether it's just, was it successful? We could get there. To that point, I think him faking, the, I think the stunt double, that does complement his ego because it's like, yeah, that's me. And it's like, no. It's like, well, you're going to believe it is and you're not going to know the difference. So, yeah, that's me as far as you're concerned. You know what I mean? So that feeds into the what you're talking about. So I think it was a stunt double. Wow, you know? I'm going to have to really pay attention to that next time I watch that movie. That's interesting. Right. The contrast between when Apollo did his whole big thing and then when Rocky went to Russia and this big poster drops down of Drago, right? Like, yeah. And then like this, the, the light comes out of, of where Drago's walking and all you see is his silhouette. Like He gave Rocky his own medicine walking with the, the flames and the red smoke coming out oh, of it. That, like, dude, that's, that's so badass. <laughs> right. Living in Russia. <laughs> and like, you hear that... Yeah, that dude, like, that oh music is incredible. And everybody's stoic. There's not a smile on anybody's yeah. face. I love how he portrays Russia. 
Yeah, right. So to wrap this up, because we do have to get to the director's cut. So to wrap this up, let's just talk about it really for, uh, fast. The fight, Rocky would have been dead. He'd be brain dead. He'd be a vegetable if any of this really happened. Let's go there. The guy, 2,850 two pounds, wherever he punches. Pounds per pressure? Yeah, per square inch when he was yeah. punching that thing. 2,150. 2150, yeah. Yeah, look at this guy. Yeah, I know everything, bro. I think about this all day and night. Uh, uh, so, so all that, Rocky be dead. Let's talk about, did you guys notice when Rocky was introduced, there were Russians whistling? I never, I never noticed yeah. that. I never no. noticed that until you pointed that out to me a few months ago. Yeah, I guess that's uh, we hate you, not we love you. <laughs> that's what I wondered. Is that, is that, a, I remember asking my parents, and I think they were like, sometimes that that means a negative thing. I, not yeah. that I've ever known. Well, again, not in our culture, but, or cultures. But I mean, maybe there, yeah, it'd be like, get out of here, you prick. Now, do you think that these Russians would have been applauding Rocky? Let, let's try to take the, the logistics of this. Let's just say they were so amazed. Because have you ever watched anything and you hated a guy and then... He just wins you over? He would... <laughs> Well, then by the end, he was doing something so amazing. Like, wow, I'm actually rooting for him. He's actually beating the guy. We The odds were 100 to 1 that he would lose. And he's actually, and now we're going to start cheering for him. Would that have happened? No, I've never I've never changed my opinion on someone in the span of 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you're watching a game, but you're not that invested in either team. But maybe, maybe you picked one right. that you've been like, this is who I'm going for. But you're like. Oh shit, man! This team's playing amazing. I can see that, but not when it's like the the culture setup that they're doing here. Not when it's country versus country. That's like us going, "Yeah, Rocco! Yeah, America!" Like, (laughs) yeah, and then the speech at the end, like, I love it. There's two men killing each other. I guess it's better than twenty million. I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, I kind of (laughs) lost my train of thought. If I could change. And you, you, no, you change. didn't change. How did you change? He said he started feeling differently about them. When you were getting your face kicked in, you started feeling <laughs> differently about these people. Would you really be thinking about them? Yeah. I would be like, oh, my God, I hope I don't die tonight. <laughs> He's thinking about how he feels about Russians during this. These guys don't like me right now. I'm going to win them over. I'm going to win them over. <laughs> wow. I bet you they're so amazed I'm still alive. Yeah. But in, in reality... If this, if that was an actual boxing match, that fight would have been stopped one minute into the first round because he was getting pulverized so bad. Like legit, it would have been stopped. It wouldn't have made a good movie. <laughs> Can you imagine that? They fight, they fight. Fucking Drago beats him in one minute. The movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah. So uh, me and Chris are jumping in again. Obviously, Rocky Four was recorded before Carl Weathers passing. And um, because obviously we didn't address it, we didn't talk any differently about his death in the movie or anything like that. But as you know, about four weeks ago, Carl Weathers passed away at 76. You can't watch Rocky IV the same anymore. This movie just hits differently. I watched this movie the day he passed, and that was rough. Obviously, when he was laying in Rocky's arms, uh, lifeless and stuff like that, and you'd you know, anytime that happens, you think, wow, that's what he really looks like right now. And and how sad that is that it brings it to the reality 
and then when he's dead in Rocky's arms, it hits differently because now now you feel the, the weight of it. Not as, as Rocky felt it, obviously. They were actual best friends and stuff, but we feel the weight of the actual passing differently now. And Chris, I guess we'll, you'll never watch Rocky IV the same way again. Oh, no. I don't even know how you watched that yesterday, to be honest with you. I, I couldn't have. I mean, I kind of wanted to in a weird way, but I just don't think I could have. It, it just would have. I just felt sad the entire time. Not that I won't feel sad going forward watching it, but yesterday that just I couldn't have done it because, man, that's it's horrible. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess you know, in we'll wrap up our overall thoughts of Apollo real quick. Um, this is a long episode because we did we're doing the uh, Rocky director's cut, Rocky Four director's cut. In this episode, so it's already long, so we won't go on too much. But I mean, what? How amazing of an actor, and what presence, and what significance this man had in in Chris's and one of my favorite movie franchises of all time, and one of the greatest, if not the greatest movie franchise of all time, where he they just kept bringing him back. They said, "Well, we need you in Rocky 3 But it's, and think of the difference, like. Think of how, like, when Clubber Lang was beaten, they just surely didn't want him back in Rocky Four, and when Ivan was beaten, they didn't want him in Rocky Five. Like, think of what it means that Carl Weather, and think of even that they even wanted a rematch. Like, they didn't going with Rocky Two. They didn't even. They even said at the end of Rocky One, he goes, "No, there ain't gonna be no rematch." He goes, "I don't want one." Right. And even then, they said, "No, man, he's too good. He's got to be in Rocky Two. They weren't even willing to move forward. Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> There is no Rocky without Apollo Creed. You could not have made Rocky. I mean, you could have, but Rocky II is so much better off for continuing that story with Apollo Creed rather than bringing in opponent B or just having, you know, you start Rocky II and, oh, Apollo Creed retired. This is the new champion. And then that's who Rocky's going to fight. It just wouldn't have worked nearly as good. Yeah, I guess you had to make Rocky the champion to really continue these movies. We never really talked about that. In our in our uh, spotlight on the Rocky movies, like it's just it's weird to think that yeah, I guess he had, and and that doesn't obviously diminish Carl Weathers' uh, contributions, but yeah, I guess they also had to bring him back in that sense because um, I guess what would you do? Just have Rocky be a really good fighter, and then like Chris said, just have him retired and someone else got the belt on default or whatever, however they do it. Um, you know, and then he just beats that guy. Like, and even even if the next guy was as great as Clubber Lang or Drago, well, it wouldn't. It would have been too soon for those types of people. But let's just say it was just sort of as great as Clubber Lang. It's still Clubber's just not as great as Apollo. Right. I mean, and I love I love how Apollo, his whole demeanor in part two is so different than part one. In part one, he's kind of a jokester you know he's all about just promote promoting the fight being out there being a celebrity you know and in part two he is just pissed off from the get-go in the hospital he wants to fight rocky again he wants to get out of his wheelchair and fight rocky right then his whole goal is to get rocky back in the ring to show people that that was a joke and the way he portrays that character throughout that movie is phenomenal. And I just, you know, people say this all the time. Oh, nobody else could have played that role talking about whatever movie. I think that about this movie, I, I can't, I'm, I cannot visualize anybody else playing Apollo Creed except Carl Weathers. No, not at all. Um, and like I said, 
back in the beginning of part two, I always felt that way. I always felt his delivery and presence and everything. It really just, it really took that movie to a whole nother level. I mean, everybody was on their A game and especially Carl Weathers. And he really made a name for himself. He really gave it his all each and every single time right to Rocky Four. Everything we just watched before reviewing this, like <clears throat> he just he just had that he just had that realism. Just telling Rocky to stand by him that one last time, and he's like, "I don't want to change. I like who I am. All this money and all this stuff you got around it don't change a thing." And then, of course, him keeps saying that the warrior may as well be dead, Stallion. And then. <clears throat> When I watched Rocky IV after his passing, him t- twice he told Rocky no. Because he picked up, he goes, get, get the damn towel. He goes, no. And then Rocky picks it up and he sees it and goes, no, again. Right. He literally wanted to die on the battlefield. Like, what a crazy character arc. Like, Apollo, it just makes you, it shows you what a, kind of a broken man he is in a, in a lot of ways. Like, he didn't even want to live just because of his great life he had no other he felt he had no other purpose than to be that warrior and he couldn't stand that he was retired he was like on the ringside announcer in Rocky 3 that's why he had to get involved in Rocky 3 he just couldn't stand by he's just not that kind of person he lives for this he has to be in the game in some way or another even being a 40 or however old he was in Rocky 4 coming out of retirement 5 years later to fight a young kid they just couldn't do it yeah it, just like you know when, when in Rocky 4 when he's in the pool with his dogs and he's got the TV on and they announce Ivan Drago coming you know to the United States Apollo's first thought is fuck this I'm getting this guy in the ring I don't care if I haven't fought in 5 years mm-hmm. this guy's mine cause that's that's who he is he's a warrior that's and you could see it in the in the dressing room before the fight in the press conference he was so amped up he had those competitive juices flowing again that was what he was born to do and that's what you know in the movies he was willing to die to do and he did right yeah so great man carl weathers rest in peace thank you for everything you contributed to these films and our childhoods honestly like you were you were somewhere in the back of our minds our whole life you know yeah i mean this this is going to sound corny but it's the truth my life has been better because of the existence of apollo creed and watching getting to watch that character in that franchise for basically my whole life there's there's no doubt about it yeah i got a friend of mine who i worked with when i was 20 years old and we used to, for whatever reason, we always quoted Rocky Three and Rocky Four, and all we really quoted were Apollo's lines. Oh, was, really? He's hooking. He's hooking. He's hooking. Damn, man, what's the matter with you? Damn, Rock, then, come on! What's the matter with you? I even made a song, a rap song, when I, I used to, I went through a rap phase when I when I kind of left Rock for a while. I'm gonna need that file ASAP. <laughs> well, I, I can play because <laughs> in in that song. I stole Carl Weathers' line. So it's like a, it's almost like a suicide note kind of song. Like, it's me just saying all these depressing things or whatever. And the chorus is, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. I swear to God, that's the chorus for that oh, song. Oh, God, I gotta hear that, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And I totally, obviously stole that from Apollo. So, so he, 
like, why was I thinking of Apollo when I'm writing a rap song, you know? So it's pretty amazing. Like, the impact, these people, these, some people, not everybody, and that's why we only really tribute the ones who made huge impacts on us. And absolutely, Carl Weathers is one of them. Apollo, that character, is absolutely one of them. So, yeah, so we'll get back to the show and our wrap-up of this review. Cover legs, and he's trying to hurt you, Rock. He's trying to hurt you. Okay, here he comes. Jab. He's jabbing. He's jabbing. He's trying to hurt you. You gotta fight him. You gotta move. Move. move on from here and get to the director's cut yes! I hope a lot of you guys have seen it I saw it opening uh, or I think it was one day only whatever um, so it starts off with Stallone during an interview where he kind of gives the same spiel he gave during the entire uh, there's a documentary about this director's cut it was a COVID thing he figured he would just show up to this place with this one dude every day and they would just re-edit this entire Rocky Four. And um, that was what he spent like a year or two doing during COVID. And then uh, then he aired it along with this interview. And the point of it is to, like these guys kind of alluded to, give more of the drama. Don't trim as much fat of, of fat of the 80s, mid 80s anyway. You know, like not so much of the soap opera type stuff. And just not make it as high octane and crazy and cartoonish 80s as Rocky IV was, which makes it amazing. I mean, it's it's the one time we're not saying it in a bad way. I mean, it, it's the best. It's perfect. I make it less about him. Less about him and more about Drago, too. He wanted to make give Drago some depth and kind of give more explanation to his inner drama about Apollo dying yeah, or he, whatever. Yeah, he goes, he goes way into... I feel like he goes way more into the relationship with him and Apollo for the first oh, like, Apollo third love of the movie. Note. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's like a gay love note to Apollo. <laughs> yeah. He just keeps fantasizing about those beach days. Yeah. <laughs> there was no easy way out. It was about their anal encounters, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the way when they wore each other's shorts in the ring, too, that was, uh, that was pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't wash these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I know you should have washed them, but I didn't. I, I know you like it that way. But uh, so, yeah. So I'll, let, let's just give our overall, because we can't go into every minute difference. I'll give a sweeping thought. You guys give a sweeping thought. Okay. My sweeping thought is, to me, he's trying to put a a square peg in a round hole. You You filmed this movie to be exactly what it was. Were some scenes longer? Sure. I don't think that means that they're like Rocky 1 or 2. You know, this was written to be what it was. It was directed to be what it was. It was edited to be what it was at the time. 
now you're just taking away the editing part, but you're still, it's like trying to cut Halloween into a romantic comedy. I mean, it's its still Halloween. And you could change the music here and there, but it's its Halloween. And it's like, to me, I i just thought that basically all of the alternate alternative takes, alternate takes, were just different takes and different angles of kind of the same thing. And kind, yeah. <laughs> The B-roll, which I was kind of happy wasn't there when I when I watched the original movie. Um, I, I didn't feel like, listen, and I, w- I wasn't going to the theater to not like it. I was very excited. The documentary was really interesting. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll watch two different versions of this movie. Well, and I want to, uh, like, if I, I won't cut you off, but I want to go before Chris, because I know Chris's thought on this, and I think my, I, I tend to lean towards you, Alex, based on where you're, what you've been say, saying so far. So I'll let you finish, and then, uh, and then Chris, you can go last, just because I know you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but I will say, it, it takes away the speed of the, which I, I guess he wanted to do, it, it, it takes away the, the punch, and I don't know. It's like it's almost like remaking an '80s song uh, today and making it contemporary. Then you lose that that charm of it. it. The cheesiness. Yeah, life is meant to be what what happened. Everything's meant to be. That movie was supposed to be cut exactly like we saw it. That was perfect, and we all have been watching it and rewatching it for thirty years. It's perfect, right? There's really absolutely no reason to do this. It was a, a nice attempt, but in the long run, I don't like how he fooled with the montages. I don't like. I don't even like the different like views of what my eyes are looking at during those parts of the songs. I don't like that it's changed. I don't like that there's black and white stuff in there. I I just didn't love it. Or more like blue. Oh like yeah, blue hue stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I didn't like any of that. I, I didn't go. Wow, that's so different and great. So my overall is that. I, I probably, I might watch it one more time, but probably that's it. Now, listen, if that changes my mind, I'll let you know on a future show. But as of right now, I, I do not like that cut better. Christian. Neither do I. And almost for all the same reasons you just said, so I hopefully will be uh, fast and we can get, get to Chris. But I'm not saying I don't like it. I don't like it as much. I get why he did it. He had the time to do it. Some people called it a vanity project. I'm like, well, I don't agree with that because he took himself out of it a bit. Like instead of making the focus on him at Apollo's funeral, he gave it the, t- the speech to Tony and whatever. And I liked that. But I didn't like how it started. Like, you get this recap from after the first fight with Clubber Lang at the beginning, oh, yeah. and he loses. But because it's a love note to Apollo, I think he's trying to wedge more Apollo stuff in, which was already there at the end. But I think he wanted to show that he was down, and there's a really weird dissolve that happens in the middle that cuts in. And I know we're not want to get to the technical, but it, from a visual standpoint, it threw me off. And then what you said, Alex, and this is the biggest thing. I've grown up with Rocky Four. I knew it beat for beat for the most part you know what i mean this felt like wait a second this is jarring to me this is not right this is not sitting well i'm not i'm not getting that that sense of movement and whatnot i'm not saying that some of the alternate dramatic options weren't didn't work some of them did work some of them were cool to see but i've watched this a few times now and i admittedly there's no question the theatrical cut is going to be my go-to, and that will be the one that I will normally choose unless I wanted to show somebody that knows the movie and they haven't seen the director's cut. You've got to check it at least once. 
but I don't think it's going to be my go-to uh, for sure. Uh, but that that's just, well, that's two of us. Now for the, you know, for the least... Let, let's hear the least popular opinion on this show, yeah. <laughs> Alex, I respect your opinions on most movies from everything I've ever heard you say. Do you do you really think this version of Rocky Four is the same as trying to turn Halloween into a romantic comedy? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just I'm trying to prove a point. I'm giving an analogy. Here. Okay. So <laughs> you motherfucker. So hey, you never know. Linda and Bob's relationship was riveting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I saw this director's cut on opening night. You know, it played like two nights here at our theater. Me and my me and my buddy went opening night. I always loved Rocky Four, okay? But as an adult, let's say the last 10 to 15 years when I would watch it, I would think to myself, I wonder what a more toned down, quote unquote, serious version of this movie would feel like. And then he announced he was making a director's cut. And I thought, oh, interesting. And then I saw it and it blew my fucking mind. I could not stop thinking about it after I saw it at the theater. I've seen it five times now from start to finish, and it, wow. it is unequivocally my favorite version of that movie. Wow. Really? No, not I that I It's so bizarro. It's totally bizarre, because these are his favorite movies. You're fucking with a perfect movie to him, and he still likes it. Yes, I, not that I don't like the theatrical cut any less than I did. I just prefer 85 to 90% of the changes he made in the director's cut. I think he fucked up the training montage sequences in this. He changed things that were perfect just to put alternate footage in sometimes. Like was, right. There's some bizarre changes, but I'm not saying all of the changes were bizarre, but there's something that didn't need to be touched. They just, I, I thought he was just editing out the robot because let's think, remember, this movie was an hour and a half. It's still an hour and a half in the director's cut. So uh, what he did yeah, is he, I, th I think he added like seven or eight minutes, but it's it's basic. It's, you know, it's basically the same length. Yeah, it's shockingly like that you'd figure that if they wanted to make it more dramatic, you'd be at that hour and 45 to close to two hour and it would be everything and more. But this is more like a scenario B. Like, we had this version, now I'm going to use this B-roll stuff. Is it better? No, it's just different. And right. It's just different. I'm not looking to hate it. I would love to see, wow, what didn't I see last time? Give me those things in between. I'd love to see this. And every time I saw it, I was just like, well, it's just different, but it's not better. And, and I think a lot of this, he, he could probably separate himself more from the fact that me and you have it so embedded in our heads. Because even the little sounds of their voices when they're even talking in the press conference when those beats are not hitting my ears anymore and it's not the same exact flow and everything it's awkwardly distracting to me yeah. like even in that I remember the press conference I remember press sitting conference. there right. and not hearing certain things I'm like eh, it's weird I don't like this the, pre the press conference is better in the theatrical cut I will give you that Right. It's almost like he changed things for the sake of changing them yes. rather than what would benefit this movie. You know? Like, and I'm not sure every... And then some guy... I have a version of this movie. Supposedly, somebody edited the two movies to a perfect cut. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, I have it on a, a download. 
I never watched it yet. I should have watched it before I did this. But um, supposedly, it's everything that would make everybody happy. So I'm curious to watch that. Maybe I'll send it. I'll upload it to Google Drive or whatever. We could all watch it one day. Yeah. And maybe come back on and do like a re, like a real in-depth review of this movie uh, with that cut. Not that anybody could watch it besides us, but you know, whatever. But uh, yeah. Either way, I'm glad you like it, dude. Listen, I'm glad. Yeah, same. I don't know how that happened. You literally told me that if you went to a deserted island, you'd bring Rocky 1 through 5 with you and watch it over and over and be happy with that. 1 through 6. 6, right. And I can't believe that somebody who's that passionate about a movie that is is so perfect for what it is would be willing to embrace a cut-up version with a lot of it for the sake of just doing it as much as you do. That's amazing. I'm glad it hit you that way. I wish I could say the same. I can't deny it. It just I li- I like it better. Most of the changes I like better. I I watched them back to back this past November, so two months ago, and it just stood out even more to me that time. I prefer the director's cut. How many times have you seen it, Christian? The dir- oh, go ahead, go ahead. I've I've seen the director's cut three times. I'm actually watching it in the background while we're playing. So another scene to check out to, to know that it's probably not Stallone. It's when he's on the table. Doing the lifting his body up in midair and he's covering his face. Yeah, that's what I was saying. There's that one, but there's also the sit-ups where um, they're holding his legs and he's up in the air, and I'm not sure if that's him either. Oh, so right. those two sequences I think might be a stunt double. But anyway, I, yeah, three times. Um, well, my fourth, if you're counting the one I'm watching in the background here, <laughs> that doesn't really count. While you're on a podcast, yeah. and like I told you, man. I'm exactly like you, Alex. It's just the exact same experience. It's not what's been ingrained in my psyche for watching this numerous times throughout my life that it's so much I know beat for beat, word for word in a sense. I couldn't like just recite it to you. But when you hear it, you're like, that's not right. Something's not right. And it, I can't, it doesn't seem acceptable to me. <laughs> I so. get it. I get it. I completely understand that argument. Totally. It just it just hit me in the right way. I think Rocky's speech at Apollo's funeral is way fucking better in the d- director's cut. I think Rocky's speech after the Drago fight is way fucking better in the director's cut. I think the end of the movie, when Rocky's walking out of the ring, they're playing Eye of the Tiger. Him and Drago, he walks right by Drago, looks at each other, and they kind of bump fists. Rocky walks out of the ring. There's not that cheesy moment cutting back to the sun. If I could change, you could change. Everyone could change. That- That's the other thing. The sun's cut I out of it. I love you, Dad. Yeah, they cut the sun right, out. Right, and I love all that. When the kids are cheering and all that, that's amazing. That's horrible. No, and they only cut it to get rid of the robot. That's the only reason they had to lose the sun. Sorry, I think that kid shit's horrible. Why? Nah, I always liked it. That's dramatic. I don't have kids. Fuck kids. Well, I don't have a kid right this second, but my kid will be born uh, this July of 2024. So I do care when the kid's cheering. Uh, So when my little girl is cheering for me uh, one day when I'm doing some amazing podcast, uh, I could then relate to this moment. So I do like it. All right. So screw you, man. Well, anyway, yeah, we got on a lot. This is we do. This is double the length of all of our previous reviews. So let's. You guys got the idea. Let's wrap it up, uh, Christian. What do you give? Uh, I guess we'll rate both cuts. What do you give the original cut? All ten, ten or five. Sorry, <laughs> five out of ten. <laughs> five, yeah, five out of five for the original cut. 
and I'll go three and a half for the director's cut. All right. How about you, Chris? Five for both. I just like the director's cut better. I get five for theatrical. I'm not. I don't want to give a rating because I only saw it once. And if I had to say right now, I'll say two point five, meaning I really didn't like it. <laughs> so I don't want to say that because it's it's probably oh better my than that. God. No, I'm not saying it. I saw it once from the Evil Dead show. I always said you got to watch things more than once. Because when I watched the remake of Evil Dead, all I did was compare it to the original, and I couldn't do this. And then when I went back to see it, I knew what I was in for, and I took a totally different ride. It was a totally different experience, and it changed that whole entire podcast. So I will never really... I try not to rate things based on one view. I'll just say, for now, 2.5, but it's not a, it's not a solid uh, rating. So from we have to get out of Russia, we have to go back to America... Things are, are looking up. Rocky just had the greatest fight of his life. That's what he did. Things are going to be amazing. And Rocky Five, he's it's only going to go up from here. And uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> Things just go wrong in Rocky Five for him. <laughs> <laughs>